0: Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1061, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. Isn't
1: indeed Bloomberg Markets. Corey Johnson here in our M960 studios in San Francisco and all the way across the world, Caroline Hyde in London. It's a joy. 31 in the evening. Thank you for hanging out for us.
2: No, anytime. I love it. We're, we're so global.
1: We're <laughs> so global. You can just tell because of our funny accents. Does my accent sounds funny in London, I suppose it does. Hey, uh, coming up, we're going to talk about uh, global. Really interesting deal with Uber kind of sort of pulling out of uh, one of its potentially biggest markets in Russia. We're going to talk about that deal. Uh, multi-billion dollar deal that took, uh, took place uh, last night. But first, let's get the very latest in business news headlines and a data check with Bloomberg News anchor Charlie Powell.
0: Alright, I thank you very much, Corey Johnson. Our accent on records today with the Dow pushing higher, trading at 21,553, up one tenth of one percent. Right now we have got uh, the close of oil trading and uh, this update is brought to you by USCF. Invest in what's real. Visit USCFinvestments.com That is USCF Investments.com West Texas Intermediate Crude up today by 1.7 1.2% higher by 53 cents to 4602 on WTI. Stocks are higher but they have paired gains. Uh, Treasuries are falling as Fed Chair Janet Yellen says the U.S. economy will have trouble achieving growth rates of 3%. And in remarks aired live on Bloomberg Radio, she also talked about tax reform and productivity growth.
1: I think it is something that could have a favorable impact if appropriately done. Um, you know, productivity growth is something it's very hard to move. And if you put in place a policy that... Predictably raises productivity growth a few tenths. You would probably regard that as um, a very good, a very good payoff.
0: Delta Airlines labor expenses are squeezing earnings more than investors expected, offsetting optimism over a long-awaited recovery in fares. Delta airline shares, uh, airlines shares, they're lower now by 1.9 percent at 54. Forty-five, S and P up three to twenty-four forty-seven, up two tenths of one percent. Dow Industrials at a record, up twenty-four, a gain of one tenth of one percent. Nasdaq a little changed, up four points now. The ten-year down 8.32, seconds, yield two point three five percent. And gold lower by a $1 dollar to twelve eighteen, a drop there of one tenth of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash.
2: Charlie, thank you very much. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. And myself, Caroline Hyde, in for Carol Massey, who's taking a well-earned day off. And, of course, the one and only Corey Johnson. This is Bloomberg.
0: What everybody's saying.
2: Hey,
1: Dr. Dre, a lot of things going for me. doesn't speak Russian. Uber is not going to be too involved in Russia, or will they? Big deal with Uber and Yandex. Eric Newcomer covers Uber for us here. Uh, with Bloomberg News here in the AM960 studios here in San Francisco. Eric, good to see you. Thanks for um, uh, I have not did not even know Yandex was in the car business, let alone to know that they were dominant in Russia uh, until today, but now they're going to have, have even more dominance.
3: Yeah, a Yandex Taxi there, a ride-hailing business, was the leader in Russia, Kazakhstan, the region there, and Uber had been sort of fighting to stay relevant. I think it was, you know, if you think like a Billion annualized revenue for uh, Yandex Taxi, about 500 million roughly for Uber. So that's sort of the market position we're talking about. And I think Uber, you know, Uber lost like $150 million in three years in the region. So not for Uber, that's not much money, but I think this merger of the two companies into a separate, still unnamed company. Nuco. Yeah, exactly. They're cleverly. (laughs) I think that's a holding, uh, holding name. But, um, so yeah, Uber takes about, I think it's 36%, uh, Yandex takes like 59.3%, the rest goes to employees, and then they have this new company that they're valuing at 3.7 billion.
2: And still, there's opportunity to grow, particularly Uber food um, delivery is going to be in on it. But this is a company that, I mean, a country that we're seeing what Yandex and Uber provide what 80% of all online taxi aggregator services in Russia, that's according to VTB. But still a tiny bit of the actual market, you're still seeing less than 10% actually going online with these sorts of services.
3: Yeah, I think, you know, the bet here is that ride-hailing overall is still very new. It's in its infancy. Many people haven't used it. And that the competition is making the margins impossible. But if they can have sort of a united front, there's a lot of room for growth. And Uber taking a big stake in that business is more important than operating the business itself in a far away uh, country and region.
1: How big is the business there uh, for the for the two companies?
3: I I mean, I think it's that it's that uh, 1 billion plus 500 million that I was talking about. So about like 1.5 billion combined. In revenues? In bookings. In bookings, okay. So, yeah, multiply that by like 0.20%. You get to, what is that, 300 million
1: maybe in revenue estimate? And what is the index? I guess I should back up a little bit because it's not just a ride hailing company. It's, it's like, uh, you know, the, what the Google of Russia is
3: what we say over and over again, it, you know, a major technology company. In Russia and sort of a local sort of power there that similarly you know expands into a bunch of different
1: types of business and yet trades in the US and, and trades with an ADR in the US uh, uh, as well
3: yeah I think I think it was up uh,
1: it's a big, big yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: On the mysex, certainly, on the Russian stock exchange, it was up some 16% were at record highs. It was a record move for Yadnex as well. And so you're seeing this is a company, and, yeah, it's amazing. It's winning out in search. It's got map expertise. It's, it's dabbling in the car area. It's also getting into some of these connected speakers as well. It really is like Google. But what's so interesting for me about this whole story, Eric, and elaborate, if you will, is, I mean, do we start looking at Southeast Asia next? Do we look at India next? Where else is costly for Uber and where else might they just say, hey, a joint venture is better?
3: Right, exactly. Those regions, you know, I say in the story that investors have definitely started to talk privately about the idea that Uber needs to do something about its massive losses in India and maybe Southeast Asia. It's not clear if Uber would want to. Seed control to Ola or Grab, the two leaders in those regions. Maybe Uber wants to buy one of them. Maybe, you know, but some sort of deal so that there's a single player, I think is clearly where we're headed given that we saw a deal in China, now we see a deal in Russia. This competition in these markets, uh, you know, is making it impossible for either player to extract profits, so I think consolidation will probably continue. Is this
1: also a, a move? You know, we've, we've had so much going on with Uber. Uh, was how in what way was the now former CEO Travis Kalanick involved? He was very involved. I mean, really,
3: Kalanick and Emil Michael, his deputy. This this is a deal that's been going on for a while. You know, they
1: both guys who've been ousted from the company,
3: right? Last month. So, I mean, this. They, they, they've been involved, uh, you know, and it's a big deal-making company. Obviously, there are current people who played key roles, um, but, but yeah, they were involved in this
1: deal. So, and, and just really quickly, uh, does this mean Uber is getting closer to an, to an IPO?
3: <laughs> I mean, they need a CEO first and a CFO and a chair, independent chair. But, I mean, I think moving towards profitability is definitely a key part of preparing for an IPO, Interesting. You know, optimistically, next year.
1: Eric Newcomer, Bloomberg News startup reporter, who covers Uber for us, oh so well. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. Corey Johnson here in San Francisco. Carol uh, Masser out today. Caroline Hyde filling in ably from London. And this is Bloomberg. Let's get to Nathan Hager right now with a look at some world and national news headlines in our ninety nine one studios in Washington D.C.
4: The headline out of Paris, Corey, many people would have taken that meeting. That's what President Trump is saying about his son Don Jr.'s meeting with a Russian lawyer last year after apparently being told she had damaging information on Hillary Clinton from the Russian government. I've had many people call up, oh, gee, we have information on this factor or this person or, frankly, Hillary uh, that's very standard in politics. The president spoke at a joint news conference with French President Emmanuel Macron in Paris. The two leaders say they agree on free and fair trade, though they continue to disagree. On the Paris Climate Accord, though Trump is hinting that could change. Senate Republicans are out with their revised health care bill. Key changes there, $70 billion more billion over a decade to shore up insurance exchanges and a provision that allows bare-bones insurance plans. Majority Leader Mitch McConnell wants to move. We
0: expect an updated projection from the Congressional Budget Office early next week. Once that's released, we'll have the opportunity to vote on the motion
4: to proceed. But for Minority Leader Chuck Schumer... After two weeks of delay... We've now seen the revised Republican Trump Care bill. It appears that little has changed at the core of the bill. Now, at least two Republicans, Susan Collins of Maine and Kentucky's Rand Paul, say they still oppose the bill. One more, and it would fail to pass. The Congressional Budget Office is out with its score on President Trump's proposed budget. It says it would result in a $720 billion budget deficit in 2027. The White House has promised a $16 billion surplus that year. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Nathan Hager. This is Bloomberg.